Hello, my name's David, and this is the Hypertech RL, a podcast about the what-ifs of rugby league history. Welcome back uh, to another episode centred around the 90s, centred around the time of uh, expansion and and massive movements in rugby league history, basically. Uh, like I've been saying, we're, we're going to kind of focus on this period of history for this season, or as much as I kind of want to. Uh, so... This one is a another solo episode, a, a little bit of a different style again. Uh, maybe trying to combine a little bit of analytics and a little bit of opinion together. Uh, so there's going to be two parts to this. There's going to be the analytics, which is a spreadsheet, which will give me some answers. Um, and then those answers, a bit of opinion based on that. And when I say analytics, I mean some of the some of the parts of the spreadsheet are based on my opinion as well so it's not like uh, it's totally fact like totally in fact that this is the way that it would go uh, there is a little bit of randomness into it as well I've put random function in there which which does help uh, but weightings and things like that so uh, probably the best way to to go through this just to crack straight into it um, explain the period of history we're talking about the exact period the exact uh, hypothetical that we're going to do uh, and then just get straight into the spreadsheet and then we can give some opinions as it happens. So in 1992 the NRL, just on the NRL, geez, sorry, the New South Wales Rugby League, uh, sorry NRL on the brain, New South Wales Rugby League uh, decided that they were going to expand. Uh, we've done a, we've done some episodes on that expansion before but we they decided that they would expand by four clubs uh, previously we talked about what if they just did two this one is we're not going to have any expansion at all uh, rather than expanding from the 16 clubs that the nrl had the nrl damn sorry the new south Wales rugby league had uh, we're going to say that kind of in a jump jump forward in history sort of moment uh, the new south Wales rugby league is going to do what the arl and sort of NRL when it came back together decide to do, and it's going to encourage teams with money grants, uh, with grants of money, uh, to relocate. Um, they kind of, they kind of actually did that for mergers more than relocations. But uh, it's there's going to be a bit of money being put on the table. Uh, I don't know if you know this period that well. The sort of late 80s, early 90s. Uh, but there were a lot of times when games, like regular season games, were taken to other centres, to, to major places, like to, you know, capital cities that weren't inside New South Wales or Queensland, um, to, you know, other country, other countries, um, namely New Zealand. And, I mean, it still happens nowadays, but the the feeling of it was there's markets there that they can exploit, and there's certain clubs that took more advantage than others, and that's what we're going to look at. We're basically going to use that as the impetus to say that the New South, New South Wales Rugby League, in, like at the start of this period, that they are going to um, sort of encourage teams. So from 1989 onwards, they've seen the expansion in 88, then they've liked what they've seen. They've seen Newcastle, they've seen Brisbane, they've seen the Gold Coast, and they're like, all right, well, we have 12 teams in, in Sydney area, when counting Illawarra as one of those 12 teams again. Um, Illawarra fans are listening. I don't count Illawarra as part of Sydney or Wollongong as part of Sydney, but 
just for the purpose of making it nice around 12 and this is kind of the way that the New South Wales Rugby League and the NRL itself when it was formed kind of deemed them that I'm just going to include them in this that uh, those 12 clubs are too many it's too many clubs in Sydney um, we've had an article that came out uh, recently when this goes out it'll come out about a week ago uh, talking I think it was Wayne Bennett was saying that they're the Sydney clubs are, are too greedy, and there's a couple of opinions from some other people. Phil Gould, one of them, saying that they should have a team, another team in southeast Queensland or South Queensland. Um, that you know, the Queensland Rugby League saying that some Sydney teams should relocate, and it worked for the AFL. Um, I mean, it worked for the AFL. Yes, maybe. I don't know a lot of the history of it, but I do know that those clubs that he mentioned, one of them moved in 1982 and was pretty much mediocre and had no had no crowds for many many years and was propped up um if the NRL wanted to do that nowadays uh, it'd be pretty amazing if they wanted to move a club to I don't know whatever location they move them and then basically spend the next 15 20 years just propping them up until they become viable I don't see that happening uh, but yeah I mean, if they want to do it that'd be great uh instead of that what we're going to say is that uh the clubs are going to be given a, a big cash handout, basically. They're going to say to them, we're going to, I don't know how much the money's going to be, but we're just going to say it's a big enough money, big enough amount of money that a lot of clubs would be would have the desire to want to do it. Um, enough, you know, just silly money uh, that they, the New South Wales Rugby League has that money in first place is, you know, is another hypothetical. But let's just say that they, they basically put the carrot out there and they say, look, uh, if you relocate and you stay there for, let's say 10 years, every year for that 10 years, you're going to receive a grant. So it's not just cash to move because you know what will happen with the rugby league club. You give them cash to move, they'll take the cash, they'll move, then they'll just move back um, if there's no way of making them stay there. Uh, so what we're going to say is that they give them a certain money to, to start to go uh, and that once they've gone, they will give them an advantage, whether it be cash or some sort of premiership advantage, maybe would even be better uh, for every year for the for the next ten years, and then after that, you know, they've they're established. So after ten years, they would be an established club. So we're talking about this happening for the nineteen ninety five season. So it's instead of having expansion in ninety five, we're going to have relocated clubs. So the clubs are going to do you know, go out there and play some games and in other centres and, and um, you know, try and encourage those places to, to also front up some money because obviously if they're going to move to a new city, uh, there'd be councils, there'd be governments who would want to give them money, there'd be stadium or stadia to be built, um, you know, all this sort of stuff. So the, the idea is that, you know, there's a certain number of places that would be interested in games and or interested in you know rugby league and and if they they would want to contribute some money as well uh obviously the we're getting money from new south wales rugby league we're getting the money from them it's pretty good for these clubs you know some of these clubs which are in small areas of sydney you know i'd imagine that they would be allowed to play maybe one home game in sydney or something like that i'm not sure uh but you know the idea is that they've got from 1992, which is when this decision happened, right up till 95, so they got basically two years because they've got to get a bit of establishment. And then at the start of 1995, we're going to have some clubs moved. 
Uh, and then we'll have a look at what that does in terms of everything else that happened from 95 onwards. Um, so this one could be quite long. It's it's a lot of opinion at the end there. So uh, the idea is to, to set what the clubs are going to be, explain how we're going to do that, and then once we've done that, some opinions on what we think. And, and look, when I get to the end of the opinions, I'll probably say it again later, but, you know, send me a, a DM or send me a, put a tweet out there, you know, at HypotheticRL on Twitter, or if you're not on Twitter and you want to send me an email, um, HypotheticRL at gmail.com. If you send me an email, I'll read it out next time. We'll, I'll do a special episode, a little mailbag episode. I, I don't care. Um, I would love to have feedback on these kind of episodes because I go out there, I do them, and then I get a little bit of feedback sometimes, but I don't get a lot. And it's nice to know that people are listening and people out there you're listening have opinions and maybe are different than mine. I'm I'm not saying that you're going to have the same opinion as me. I'm not saying you're going to have an opposite opinion. You may all just agree with me all the time. And that's great. But I'd like to hear that as well. So for me to work this out, for me to come up with some teams, I could just randomly go, this team moves to there, this team moves to there. It's an opinion. Uh, and yeah, I suppose. But then you're going to... You're going to sit back there and go, oh, why didn't your team move? If Parramatta's not one of these teams that moves, you'd be like, oh, you didn't move your team. So I don't want to be that person. I don't want to have that sort of happening. I also don't want to be like, oh, you don't like this team, so that's why you made them relocate. Or, oh, you relocated all of the teams in this zone, and that would be... It. It's it's too hard to, to just do it on an opinion. And I thought, there is some ways that I can work this out. There is a, a an analytical way that we can put it together. It's still random in some ways because obviously I can't just go, oh, well, this is this is definitely going to happen. Because if you look at these clubs from 1992, I challenge anyone to say in 1992 they know enough about the financial position of a club, they know enough about the local region that they're in, they know enough about what the region they're going to move to would want that they could actually definitely say, oh, yes, it will be the, I don't know, let's use an example, the Adelaide Bulldogs. Like... Were the Bulldogs in a financial position where they would want to move? Were they in a position with their local area where they would want to move? I don't know. I would probably say no. And was Adelaide really in a position that they wanted them? So it's very hard to say. And why would it be Adelaide? Why wouldn't it be Perth? You know what I mean? Like, it is, there's going to be all this on the opinions. This has still got a little bit of it in it, but there's some randomization to there as well. And I've pulled as much information as I can out of out of what I know. So, obviously, I'm not going to know everything, and, and you're still saying the same thing back at me that I just said to you. You know, how do you know? Well, it's my podcast, so I can say what I like. No. That is, <laughs> there's got to be an opinion somewhere. So, that's that's where we're going to go with this. And I will run this, and I will get how many clubs we end up deciding to do moving. And if I ran it again, I'd get completely different ones again. So, I, may, I, I might not get the same things all, all the time, but... We're going to get some stuff. Anyway, so this is how I have done this. I have gone back to 1989. So 1989 seems to be the first season where clubs started to play their home games away from their home ground in terms of taking them on the road, taking them to major cities. Didn't really happen before that. There might be some instances where it happened very occasionally, but there's this definite feeling in from about 90, 90, sorry 1989 Till basically 1994, so 95, it happens a little bit as well. Uh, that clubs looked to move their games to other places. Uh, 
So I'm just going to go through the list of these these games, and I mean, it's not a heap. There's 20-odd, maybe 22 games over a four- or five-year period. So it's not a lot of games, but there is enough there to know that that's much more than was out happening before. And even when you think about how many happen now, there's not that many that get moved. There's probably... I mean, there's some definite ones. I know, I know Parramatta plays in Darwin every year, and I know there's certain clubs that... I think there's a club that plays in Cairns when they're playing against North Queensland, and there's one that plays in New Zealand. Like, there's, there's these agreements. But those were for mainly for financial reasons. These might have been for financial reasons as well. I don't know. But I also feel like there was a bit of testing the waters because after 1992 when they started announcing these clubs, you know, they were announcing that we're going to have four new clubs. I, I don't know whether they kind of felt like, I mean, some of these happened before that, but it felt like, you know, maybe they thought, well, there's new markets there. Well, let's let's say that they played some of these games because some of these before 92, I'm going to say, well, they kind of got a good return. And then the, and then the New South Wales Rugby League basically said, this could be pretty big. Let's, We've always had a problem with too many Sydney clubs. There's a report that comes out uh, in the early 90s as well. Um, not the Bradley report. There's one before that, and I forget its name. I very much apologise. I can't remember what its name was. Um, that basically told them they had too many teams in, in Sydney, that they needed to move some teams or or basically bring more teams out in other areas and, and cut teams. I don't know exactly how the report said it, but just said too many teams in Sydney. So this is... Instead of just expanding to make the ratio of teams in Sydney a little bit less, we're going to say, look, they, they're just going to—they're not going to tell teams they have to move. They're going to offer such a great uh, carrot there that it's going to be—it's going to be irresistible for pretty much every club. So there's obviously going to be some things here about, you know, some people are going to say oh, that club would never move. Well, yeah, okay, but we're saying that this. This is so much of an advantage for them that they, they'd be stupid to, to turn it down. So every club is going to have some desire to move. Um, whether that's yeah, whether that's realistic or not, I don't know. But anyway, well, we should get into it. Uh, I'm just going just gonna to do that because I realise I, I hit a cell that would really help me because then I can read what clubs are. Uh, so the first thing to do is to read out all the games that were played from 1989, and I'm going to include 1995 because I've included in my analysis, even though it would happen after the event. We're just going to include these. And these aren't to say that these games would have still happened or not still happened, but it just shows that there's some desire either for clubs for a certain place or for clubs to want to look elsewhere to try and get revenue. So the first one is 1989. The Eels took their home game against the Tigers to Perth. I'm going to refer to everyone by their mascots, so we all know Parramatta Eels, Balmain Tigers. So that's the first one. In 89, the Bulldogs also took a game to Perth, and they took it against the Raiders. Now, bear in mind, I've kept the Raiders here, but before we do analysis, the Raiders aren't one of the teams that are going to move because they're from Canberra and they're not going to move them. Um, the next one is 1990. There were two games taken. Roosters took a game in Townsville to the Bulldogs. Oh, sorry, took a game with the Bulldogs to Townsville. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, yeah, Roosters, Bulldogs in Townsville. Uh, I've kept in the Raiders taking a game to Perth against Seagulls, and I'll explain why I've kept that one in, because there is a reason later on. Uh, there's two games in 91. The Panthers, a game in Darwin to the Tigers. Uh, the Eels took a game to Perth against the Sharks 
In 92, there was quite a few of the Knights played the Seagulls in Auckland. The Panthers played the Rabbitohs in Darwin. The Eels played the Bulldogs in Perth. So it sounds like there's some... The Panthers in Darwin and the Eels in Perth sounds like they made some agreement to move their games there. Uh, the Dragons took a game against the Broncos to Adelaide. In 93, the Raiders took a game against the Dragons to Adelaide. The Bulldogs took a game against the Broncos to Auckland. And the Roosters... Sorry, yeah, there's a lot in 93. The Roosters took a game in to Auckland against the Knights. The Dragons and Magpies in Melbourne, the Raiders and Roosters in Perth, and the Seagulls and Sharks in Perth. And in 94, uh, the Dragons against the Magpies in Adelaide, the Broncos against the Tigers in Melbourne, the Steelers against the Tigers in Melbourne as well, uh, the Panthers against the Tigers in Perth, the Bears against the Roosters in Perth, and in 95, there was the Dragons against the Knights in Adelaide and the Roosters against the Magpies in Darwin. So... That's quite a lot of games that got moved, and you'll notice that some of these ones were the Broncos taking games, the Raiders taking games. But the reason why they've left in there is because the team they played was a Sydney side. And I know that team didn't take a game to that area, but they could have seen the facilities, they could have looked there and went, oh, we're interested in this. So there's going to be a little bit of that in the waiting as well. Now, in terms of locations, all the destinations I just talked about then are Adelaide, Auckland, Darwin, Melbourne, Perth, and Townsville, so North Queensland. We're just going to call it Townsville. Uh, two areas that they we didn't mention but are going to be in this anyway is South Queensland and Central Queensland. Now, the reason why is because if you look at where we've where we've talked about, we've talked about Perth, so that's the far west far west where we've had it where we had a team in '95, Adelaide, where a team was formed in 97 in the Super League and was around till 98. Um, you've got Darwin, it's never had a team, but they're in this list. Uh, you've got Melbourne, who we know that New South Wales Rugby League and later the ARL wanted a team in, and we ended up getting a team in, in Melbourne. Uh, we've got Townsville, who had the team in 95. We've got South Queensland, who had the team. We've got Auckland, who has a, t- who has a team, or did have a team. Um, and the only other one that I'm missing there is Central Queensland. Now, I've added Central Queensland because I think that that's something that the ARL might have wanted. Now, what we've what we've got here is we've got a series of teams and a series of locations. So, how do we how do we put these together to create a team moving to a location? And the answer is with a lot of weird little random functions and and numbers. To try and explain it, so before I start pulling out numbers and saying this is who's what, uh, we'll talk about the, these destinations first. Now, the destinations have two different factors to them. One of them is the location factor, which is based on how many times a game was taken there. Now, there were nine games taken to Perth in their 22, and this is a ratio, this is out of five. So we're saying that Perth is five out of five. So we're pretty much guaranteed we're going to get our Perth side out of this because they, their desire, the desire of the location is what I'm calling this. The location's desire is five. Like Perth wants a team and teams want to go to Perth. So it makes sense, right? Now, if we put this together, there's four games taken to Adelaide. And then with the, with the ratio, because it's so high for Perth, out of five, we're giving Adelaide a three. That's pretty good. 
Uh, we're giving Auckland, Darwin, Melbourne all twos. Now, that was because all three of those had three games in them each. You're going to say Darwin, that's strange. But anyway, it's, it's there. There's going to be another qualifier here that's going to make maybe make Darwin a little bit less desirable. But in terms of for clubs taking games there and for the desire of that location to have games there, it's going to get a, a two. Um, the other three, which is Townsville, South Queensland, Central Queensland, they're going to get a one because Townsville only had one game there. Central Queensland, South Queensland, no one took a game there. Um, you could say no one took a game there, but I mean, obviously people played against the Broncos and people played against um, the Seagulls, sea it would have been at the time, the Gold Coast team. So they played games in South Queensland. They just don't count any of those. No one took any games to like Mackay or Bundaberg or anything like that. Um, so they're going to end up with a one. So this is a one, one to five ratio. Oh, sorry, one to five. One to five rankings, right? So you've got five for Perth. You've got three for Adelaide. You've got two for Auckland, Darwin and Melbourne. You've got one for Townsville, South Queensland, Central Queensland. The other point is what I'm calling the ARL's desire. Now, I wrote ARL. I probably should have written New South Wales Rugby League. But let's say they're going to form to the ARL. When they form the ARL, that's the desire of, of them. Anyway, you know what I mean. So, Perth gets a five. And the reason why Perth gets a five is because there was a team put in Perth. So, we're going to say... 95, they want a team in Perth because there's the desire. We saw them put one there. We saw them put one in North Queensland. So Townsville gets a five. We saw them put one in South Queensland. They get a five. We saw one in Auckland. They get a five. So all the teams that were the four expansion teams get a five out of five for that ratio. Melbourne gets a four because we know that they wanted Melbourne and they were working towards Melbourne. Not quite there yet, but rather than having to create a team, the ARL's desire to have a team there was quite light, quite high, but not high enough to create a team. So we think that that's a four. Uh, Adelaide is a three because a team was created, and that makes sense. You know, they did create a side there. They would, they were kind of an afterthought because it wasn't created by the ARL, it was created by Super League. So it, that's why it's a bit lower as well. We're saying that Central Queensland's the same rating, a three, because we think, yes, okay, they might have won a Central Queensland. Makes sense. You know, there's there's some sense to it. Darwin has not much sense to it. I give them a two. Could have given them a one, but I think there's, I mean, there's maybe some desire there. So we'll leave it as a two. It's going to make it unlikely because the, basically the way that this works is, um, it's an equal rate. It's an equal weight rate. Equal rating. Equal weighting between the two of them. So there is what what the formula basically says is, is there's a random function times the location number, which just say we take Adelaide, for example. So you've got random times three. And then for ARL desire, it was also three. It's random times three. You add those two together. So if we've got Perth, the random function is basically a function that goes between zero and one, and it gives you just a decimal. So if you, you have a 0.5, then for Perth, you'll end up with two and a half, and two and a half, you'll end up with a five. If you have a 0.5 for Adelaide on both of them, you'll end up with one and a half, one and a half, you'll end up with three. Like, that's the way it works. So, obviously, that's a high, the highest number in those six, eight. Yeah, highest number in those eight locations. I'm doubting myself. There's eight of them, yes. We'll get the first one. So, basically, when I push this button to start, it'll, it'll pick whichever one ends up with the highest one with those random functions. It's not going to necessarily be Perth, because Perth might, on those two random functions, get two very low numbers, and... 
someone else gets higher numbers, then it's going to be enough to get them over the line. Um, it's If we run this enough times, we're probably going to end up with Perth. That's the way random works. That's the way statistics work. So we're probably going to end up with a Perth side somewhere, but it may not be the first one, but it might be the first one. Now, whichever, whichever place is pulled out first, the amount of times that a team, one of these 12 teams has played there, is going to weight into that as well. So if we flip back across, we flip across to the, the 12 clubs. So the amount of, expand, I've called them expansion home and expansion away games that have happened, is going to feed into theirs. So what we've done is we've said that for every home game they take away from home, they get one point. They get one point on this, and in every home, every away game that they're taken away from home, they get 0.54. So the Bears had one home game, and they didn't go away to anywhere. So they'll get a relocation number of one. The team with the most is the Dragons. They took four home games away, and they had one away game there. So they get four and a half. So everything is once again between one and five. Four and a half is the highest. One is the lowest. Uh, there's no club that hasn't been hasn't gone somewhere. The Sharks had two away games and the Steelers had one home game, so they both get ones. Seagulls are, have a two. Uh, the let's see, two. Anyone else who's got three? The Bulldogs, the Eels, the Panthers all have a relocation number of three. Uh, sorry, the Magpies are a one and a half. I missed them out. The Rabbitohs were a point five, so they only got one away game taken away. So you can see there's no real desire for them to move. So that's going to feed into into them. Uh, once again, ratios and things like that. So that's all those. Uh, Tigers had a two and a half. Uh, who else do I miss? I don't think I missed anyone. I think I got everyone else. Okay. So then I thought, okay, well, that's fair enough. That's the that's the just the amount of games they've taken. But that's not the whole story. Because even though they decide not to take any games away, it might be a case that they just decide not to take games away. It doesn't mean that they don't they wouldn't want to do it. If you gave them enough money, if they were in the right in the wrong circumstance where they are and they, they thought it was a better circumstance. So I've been I've put two more factors in this just based on on that. And these are both catchment and finance. And they're actually negative factors. So bear in mind a higher number here will make them less likely to want to move. So the lower numbers here are, are a big thing. So in catchment, this is just a judgment call, but I'm saying that the Rabbitohs and the Roosters and the, the Tigers have the smallest catchments. If you think about where how small Balmain area is, how small South Sydney's local area is, how small the Roosters area is. This is not the amount of players they've got, but the catchment in terms of their appeal to the whole of Sydney. I mean, obviously... There's another, there's probably another one here that just says, you know, how how loved they are about all over Australia, but that's not going to keep them in South Sydney, you know what I mean, if they're South. It's not going to keep them in, in Balmain if they're the Tigers. So uh, that's what we're saying. Those ones, three, have got, got a one. Teams with two, the Seagulls, they have a reasonably slightly bigger area of appeal. The Dragons, slightly bigger area of appeal, but it's not a huge area. Like, if you think about where that is, um, we've given a three to the North Sydney, we've given a three to the Bulldogs, we've given a three to the Sharks. They're not huge areas. And the next ones, which are all the ones with larger areas, we're talking about the Eels, the Magpies, the Panthers, the Steelers. So I don't think you can argue that the Steelers have the biggest area. 
Um, I think you can really argue that Penrith and Parramatta have very large areas and they're not really grown to their boundaries that far. Um, and the Magpies, obviously the whole of that Campbelltown southwest area. Um, and that's why the Bulldogs got a three because they've got quite a little bit of that area themselves as well. Um, we could probably move these around a little bit. We might be able to maybe boost the Dragons up to a three as well. I'm not sure. Dragons, I feel like the Sharks area is maybe a little bigger than the Dragons. I don't know. There's a nice conflict there. I'll probably upset someone by saying that. But it, it doesn't really... It, it's going to make a little bit of a difference, but there is like a a random function and a, and a loading on this that maybe makes the difference between two and three not that big. The next one is their financial situation. So we're saying that the team in the best financial situation is the Roosters and the Seagulls. They're both very well good financial situations. The Eels are in a good financial situation, big Lees club. Um, the Bears have we, we've got as a three. The Bulldogs is a three. The Dragons is a three. Uh, the Panthers is a three. The Sharks is a three. Now, I think the Sharks maybe should be a two. Let's just move the Sharks down to a two because I think oh, that was a mistype. Um, and then in the worst positions, you've got clubs like, oh, we, we've got like the Steelers and the Rabbitohs on a two, uh, the Magpies on a two, and, and the Tigers on like a two as well, or a one. They're fairly low. So the next one is the one that will relate to what we just talked about, which is the city preference. Now, what this thing does is it pulls out the city first, it does both at the same time, but it pulls the city out, and then once it's got the city, it uses it to, to look at their preference. So, just at the moment, because I can see the numbers, I just clicked a button, so the city of Auckland came up. Now, in terms of who played when in Auckland, the Bulldogs played there, the Roosters played there, the Seagulls played in the away game there. Like That's the, that's the games that were played in Auckland. Um... That means that there's a ratio there that we use that gives the Bulldogs and the Roosters a 1 and the Seagulls a 0.5. So it's the same as the other ratio and that's their city preference. So that's going to mean that when Auckland comes up, it's more likely that one of these clubs are going to come up with it because that's their preference. If none of the clubs come up, uh, sorry, none of the clubs come up, if another location comes up, we're going to get a different ratio. It's because, you know, different teams play. Let's just hit the button again. So I, this time it came up with Perth. So for Perth, Parramatta's got a 3.1 because Parramatta played there three times. And I've just given a 0.1 because if I don't want it to be... Because if you didn't play there at all, I don't want you to have no chance. But if it's a zero, you've got no chance. Um, so we're going to end up with... You know, a few teams like the Dragons and the Steelers have got a point one because they never played there. The Rabbitohs, the Magpies, all the same. The Bears played there once, so they got a 1.1. Um, the Seagulls have got a 1.6 because they played there once and played an away game there once, or played three away games there. I'm not sure I haven't got the numbers in front of me, so I've got it all saved and worked out. But that's the way that works. So once we put that all together, we will end up with... All of these different ones, so we've got the relocation ratio, we've got the catchment, we've got the finances negatives, and then we've got the city of preference and the positive. It will sum those all together, it will have a number, it'll then rank those against the other one's numbers, and then whichever team has the highest ranked number, which is all variable and random anyway, will come up and we'll have whatever team it is, it'll be the Adelaide whatevers, 
you know, like all the Perth something or whatever. And then what that does is it deposits that answer in a certain spot. I then copy that, put that into the first one, and then it reads all of that and says, okay, you've already got Perth, so you can't use Perth again. You've already got whatever club I just pick. Uh, whatever club it's just been picked, you can't have them again. So that we then run it again and again and again until we get to a point when we think, okay, that's enough. Um, and then we say, yeah, that's how many clubs end up moving and we can have discussion. So probably the best thing to do is to have a go first, see what we end up with and yeah, we'll, um, we'll then work out what that kind of means. So to make this, I don't know, as fair as it can be, you'll hear me click five times. I'm just going to hit, I'm going to hit the backspace button. Basically, every time you hit the backspace, the random function changes. Um, I'm just on an empty cell. And so that's going to be our sort of button. I can create a macro, but it's just extra effort. I'm not going to do that because this is all the macro will do. It'll just hit backspace five times. Then it will just paste and paste the thing. Um, so I'm going to look away. I'm going to look outside. I can see some trees and things like that. So I'm just going to look that way while I hit it. Then I'm going to turn my head and I'm going to announce what the team is and I'll get an instant reaction of what I think. Um, I'm probably going to be very disappointed because I'm, I've got a bad feeling it's going to move my club at some point. Um, but yeah, let's just see what happens. So here we go. Two, three, four, five. And we end up with the Perth Dragons. So let's move the Perth Dragons as our first one. And that means that we can't have the Dragons or Perth anymore in this. So let's do it again. Um, yeah, let's do all the clubs first and then let's go through the results. Okay, yeah. One, two, three, four, five. And we end up with the South Queensland Panthers. Okay, that is not what I expected to see. Let's do it again. And we end up with the Auckland Roosters. I didn't expect any of these. Okay, keep going. The Adelaide Tigers. I think we could do more. Let's do more. The Townsville Bulldogs. Let's do one more. So we end up with the Melbourne Bears. All right. So, these are our six clubs, and that means that we there's two places that missed out, uh, Darwin and Central Queensland, which is probably realistic. Uh, so we end up with the Perth Dragons, the South Queensland Panthers, the Auckland Roosters, the Adelaide Tigers, the Townsville Bulldogs, and the Melbourne Bears. Um, so that means that in the Sydney area, uh, the Dragons are obviously from the south there, the Panthers from the west, uh, the Roosters in this in the city area, uh, the Tigers also kind of inner Sydney, inner west there, the Bulldogs in that inner west area, and the Bears in the north area. So that means that we're going to be left with Parramatta out, the only team out west with the with the Magpies. So that's the two Western Sydney clubs. Um, you're going to end up with Manly north of the bridge. There'll be no North Sydney, so Manly's going to have to, well, like they are now, basically Manly's going to have that area. Uh, the Rabbitohs will have that Sydney area. They might just, South Sydney, maybe just be Sydney Rabbitohs. Well, they'll probably just stay South Sydney, but that's where they are. 
Um, you're going to end up keeping the Sharks uh, in the south there, and the very south, far south is the Steelers. Um, interesting. That's very interesting. That kind of, it really does sort of give some space for some of these clubs like Parramatta to sort of re-establish a bit of that Penrith area for themselves. I mean, maybe Penrith would just say no um, and just wouldn't support them, but interesting. the That area where you've got the the Dragons and the Sharks, you know, there's no Dragons, so maybe Cronulla would would get a bit of support from that Hurstville kind of area, maybe, maybe not, but it kind of gives them a bit of space. Uh, the Steelers didn't need any space. They got as much as they need. Uh, the t- getting the Tigers and the Roosters out of Sydney means that, yeah, that sort of inner Sydney area is a little bit open. It's a bit of a shame that the Bulldogs have gone too because that kind of, that whole area, but maybe that's where Parramatta pushes their, pushes in towards there. They maybe try and get Parramatta and the Parramatta River area is more their kind of, maybe some of their area. But yeah, anyway, um, like I said, if I ran this again, uh, it would come up with completely different results, but I'm going to go with this. Uh, just to let everyone know that the next team coming up would have been the Central Queensland Eels, which I would have hated. Um, and then after that was the Darwin Magpies. So, yeah, no thank you. Um, <laughs> both of those don't make a lot of sense. Uh, let's just go through one by one. I actually didn't think that Perth would go Dragons. I thought of all the ones that would go with, there was quite a few. Eels played a lot of games there. The Bulldogs played games there. The Roosters played games there just kind of felt a strange that that's what ended up happening um but yeah we ended up with the perth dragons uh a lot of history obviously brad mckay wouldn't have to change clubs uh because he could go the western reds uh there was quite a few dragons players went there so that kind of does make some sense in a way uh they could play one game out of cogra every year they can maybe come back and play the Anzac Day game against the Roosters at, at um, the SCG. And that would be like maybe their one Sydney game or something, or their one Sydney home game per year. That'd be very interesting. Even Very interesting because the Roosters wouldn't be there either. The Roosters would be coming from Auckland. Uh, so, yeah, the Perth Dragons. Colour scheme makes sense. Maybe add a little bit of black to them or a little bit of black and yellow to them or something. That's kind of... Perth tends to have that yellow and black kind of theme to them um so maybe white with a red v and then maybe some yellow or some black in there as well might just make it feel a bit more like a perth team but yeah i think that's that's not a bad fit actually that one does make some sense uh the next one the south queensland panthers so when we say south queensland would they be they might be the brisbane panthers they might be maybe the west maybe the west Brisbane Panthers, I don't know. I don't know if that one makes a lot of sense. It kind of just came up. Uh, but look, if they if they worked at it, I think it would work. I don't know if I'd go with South Queensland, like I think I've talked about before, if, is I love the crushes. It's, it was great and everything, but calling themselves South Queensland is, is maybe not great. Maybe it just would be the Brisbane Panthers as an alternative to the, to the um, Brisbane Broncos. May have worked okay, actually, because Penrith are, were doing quite well at the time. Might have even been a bit of a kind of help for them to get out of Penrith uh, after some of the incidents that happened or one particular incident that happened to them. Uh, I don't think it would work. I, I think this one might be a statistical error in, in terms of a spreadsheet. But, yeah, the South Queensland Panthers, that's 
that's something that could happen. Uh, the next one's the Auckland Roosters. So of all the clubs that I thought would go to Auckland, I did not think it would be the Roosters. Um, but it makes sense that uh, the the well, they would have been Eastern Suburbs. Were they no Eastern Suburbs? They took a game to uh, to Auckland. So I mean, they they played the Knights in Auckland once. So that does do something. Who else played in Auckland? The Knights played the Seagulls in Auckland. Uh, the Bulldogs played the Broncos in Auckland. The Roosters played the Knights in Auckland. And that was the three Auckland games that happened in that time period. I don't know. It feels... I thought the Auckland might go Auckland Bulldogs. That might have been more realistic. But look, Auckland Roosters... There's there's definitely a connection in the Roosters in in that kind of area of, of having people who are... F- who have got New Zealand or New Zealand players who played for for that club? So, you know, there is definitely a history there that makes some sense in, in that in that way. So, Auckland Roosters, yeah, okay, I can see that. Uh, Adelaide Tigers, uh, there's a, quite a few teams played in Adelaide, and none of them were the, were the Tigers. Uh, the Dragons, which I thought they might go, but I think because the Dragons went to Perth already, that's why they didn't go there. Um, and then the Raiders played the Dragons there. That doesn't. That's not a big one there. And the Dragons played the Magpies. So, oh, and the Dragons played the Knights. So it, it felt like because Perth took the Dragon or the, the Dragons started to go to Perth, Adelaide was left with whoever was left. And I think this the ratio that we did for the relocation ratio and and things like that, sort of you know the their catchment area and their things like that. Their their city preference is probably quite low for Adelaide, but. You know, Adelaide was like, well, we want a club. So, yeah, Balmain going to Adelaide. I mean, Adelaide Tigers actually sounds pretty cool. I actually don't mind that one. I'm glad it didn't come up Melbourne Tigers. That might have caused a problem with the NBL. Um, but, I mean, if we had swapped and said Perth Tigers and uh, Adelaide Dragons, I think that might have made a little bit more sense. But, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll stick with Adelaide Tigers. Uh, I've got the Townsville Bulldogs. Um, I don't know if they'd be the North Queensland Bulldogs. I mean, yeah, okay. The Bulldogs. I mean, by that point, we might have, we might have not had any more clubs leave. We might have only gone to four, but we decided to go to six. So we did end up with a team in Townsville. I think basically did that because we didn't end up with a Melbourne side yet, and kind of felt like Melbourne was going to be one of the ones they definitely wanted. So, and Melbourne would, like, we would have definitely. If we're going to relocate that many Sydney clubs, one going to Melbourne is, is a definite. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, Townsville Bulldogs, I don't see why it wouldn't work. They're mad for rugby league in North Queensland. I mean, don't know if they would be the Townsville Bulldogs. That probably would be the North Queensland Bulldogs. But, you know, playing out of, out of Townsville um, means Jonathan Thurston doesn't have to leave the Bulldogs to go to North Queensland. He's already there. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And and the one thing that I'm I'm sort of saying here is that the New South Wales Rugby League would not redistrib- redistribute the junior boundaries. So all these clubs would keep their junior boundaries as well. So which means that all the players that come up through the local Canterbury Bankstown competition or comp- that uh, that local junior reps that they'd still have a Canterbury in junior reps. And that they would feed into this side in Townsville. So, if you're a young kid in, you know, in the suburbs, like in, in Bankstown, um, you're playing 
in the junior reps and then when you get good enough you get sent up to townsville to play for the for the north queensland side and, and they still pick up all the players from north queensland as well so that that would make these clubs powerhouses and that would be very interesting as well so that's why i meant to mention that before but that's what we're going to do is that we're not going to we're not going to dissolve these junior districts we're just going to keep the first grade squads we're going to move the first grade teams out of the area but they're still going to have that sydney as well so they're still going to these clubs would still be investing in in their sydney local districts still pulling players out of those areas but also getting players from these new areas so it's gonna it's gonna make them much more powerful as i said the last one was the melbourne bears which i don't hate i don't love but i don't hate and and i I half thought that the Sharks would end up there. I half thought the Sharks would end up somewhere, but because of what's kind of happened, it's it's just fallen that way. It's ended up being the Bears. I kind of don't mind that. Um, we already have lost North Sydney anyway, and realistically, North Sydney, you know, without them, it's been not great, but, you know, the area of North Sydney hasn't really missed them, I don't think. I think people who are in North Sydney got dis- disillusioned and left, so... You know, maybe that's the same thing that's going to happen. It's probably not a positive, but it probably would be the same thing. Maybe, at least if they've got a side still, they could say, all right, we moved. I mean, we didn't keep... One thing we didn't do here is we didn't put Central Coast in this list. Um, if we put Central Coast in this list, then the Bears would have gone Central Coast. But I think if they... Given the opportunity, they would have moved... If they got the move to Central Coast to work, they would have moved to the Central Coast and they would have taken, like, one or two games to North Sydney Oval... And eventually they will just become, you know, a little bit like the West Tigers have become, you know, like they really should just focus in one place. And if they sort of did that and they were on the Central Coast, they're kind of so close that they can't really focus. If they've moved all the way to Melbourne, they're not going to be able to, like, they're not going to split their games the same way. They're going to come back, they're going to play one game at North Sydney Oval or play one game in that area. Maybe they play Manly at North Sydney Oval every year. Or maybe they take one game to like the SFS and they play the Roosters or I don't know, the Rabbitohs or whoever it is. Um, and then that's their one kind of Sydney game. You know, I, I don't, obviously, North don't have a history at the SFS, but, you know, it's close enough that the, the local fans could do that. You could still run North Sydney in reserve grade. That's the other thing. Obviously, we're going to have a, maybe we run a national reserve grade and the reserve grade teams are, are the Sydney based sides. Um, you know, they run them as those, and then when the players got good enough, they move them down. Uh, having having Melbourne Bears, I think, probably not a bad idea. Okay, so that's what we end up with. So we've got Perth Dragons, South Queensland Panthers, I was going to say Brisbane Panthers, Auckland Roosters, Adelaide Tigers, North Queensland Bulldogs, and the Melbourne Bears. So, if that happens, we kick, up, we kick off 1995. 16 clubs. So we've got those clubs, plus we've got the other what's that six we've got the other 10 um we don't have western reds we don't have the north queensland cowboys the auckland warriors or the south queensland crushers so bear in mind three of those clubs became super league clubs so 995 happens does super league still happen probably because it's all about pay tv as they say um so if that happens, we've got the Broncos, we've got the Raiders. They're definitely two clubs that wanted to be in Super League. Uh, Townsville, the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs eventually went to Super League. North Queensland went to Super League. You'd think maybe the Townsville Bulldogs would do that. Would the ARL stop funding 
this money, yes, because why would they give money to a club to leave their competition? Uh, they probably hold that money back and say, we'll give their money if you don't sign with Super League. Do they still have the money for the grants now? Because if Super League happens and everyone's paying for players, the ARL's got running out of money because they're trying to pay for all these players. They're, they're trying to keep everyone in the competition. Does that mean that they can't do that? Um, yeah. The other, the interesting one, South Queensland Panthers. So there's already a team in Brisbane, the Broncos, that didn't like the team that got moved against them. They didn't like the fact that it was South Queensland. So does that mean that Super League obviously doesn't want a second team in, in Brisbane, so they're not going to take the Panthers. They wanted a team in Sydney, or maybe two in Sydney. They ended up with three all up, didn't they? They ended up with Cronulla, they ended up with Canterbury, and they ended up with uh, Penrith, so that's three. Um, would they have would they have gone a lot harder after Parramatta? So maybe Parramatta would have gone to Super League. That's very big possibility because a Western Sydney club, the only like them and the Magpies are the only two Western Sydney clubs, and I don't see Super League going after the the Western Suburbs Magpies. Not really their kind of thing. So Parramatta Eels playing in Super League, very definite possibility. Um, there's the Perth Dragons. I mean, the Dragons were approached. There was there was thought they might go to Super League. Maybe the Perth Dragons do, maybe they don't. If they don't, and obviously the South Queensland Panthers don't, the Auckland Roosters, no. So that means they don't get the Warriors because the Roosters were never going to go. Um, the Adelaide Tigers, would they have tried to pick them up? Would the Tigers have wanted to stay loyal? I, I feel like the Tigers would have stayed loyal. They're not that kind of club. Uh, the Melbourne Bears, I don't think they would have taken the Melbourne Bears, but they probably would have tried. I feel like this... this scenario might have actually made it very hard for Super League to get up because I think that having three new clubs being formed with no affiliation to the New South Wales Rugby League and no no history with them um, obviously you know this is the competition that brought them in and get and and sort of you know brought them into the competition but realistically they had no affiliation with them they wouldn't have those three clubs so they're already three clubs down from what they probably would have got they may have picked up a, a club like Parramatta. They may have picked up who have we got left? Manly? No, probably not. Not with Arthurson. There's no way that's going to happen. South Sydney, I doubt very much would have gone to Super League. That's not their kind of thing. I'm, ve- I'm, I'm very um, pleased that South Sydney wasn't one of these relocated clubs because I don't think they would have gone for it. Um, that's not their kind of thing. Uh, the Steelers might have, but that would have been Super League kind of grasping at straws in a way because I don't think they really wanted the Steelers. The Steelers would have wanted Super League. Uh, but also there was a situation there where they wanted to stay with the ARL because the ARL had you know, helped them out before. Like Just previously it helped them out with financial troubles. So there would have been a big problem there. Uh, Newcastle, we know what happened there. They went for Newcastle, didn't get them. So they realistically picked up the Broncos and Canberra and, yeah, maybe Parramatta. That Super League's going to fall over. Like, that's not going to work. So they would have had to have convinced a lot of clubs, which means that they probably wouldn't have been able to do this Super League idea. Would they have even tried it is the, is the other thing too, because they tried because they thought they could do it. They thought it would be, from what, from what I've heard and what I've read about it, they thought that it would be an easy thing. They would just storm in there, show them they'd signed all their players, 
and then the then the ARL would just lay down and say yes, okay, you win. Um, the other thing is that there was murmurs for years about you know why why Super League is going to happen, the disgruntledness of of you know the Brisbane Broncos, the disgruntledness of not just I'm not I don't want to pick on the Broncos. There's other clubs there, but you know clubs that wanted them to be to grow. Uh, to go nationally, and they had, and you had too many teams in Sydney. They've moved six clubs out of Sydney. They've committed to it. They've actually put money towards it. I think that that feeling is gone, and I, I ideally think that Super League maybe doesn't happen in the same way, or doesn't happen at all. So, doing this may have actually stopped Super League from happening. Now, if that stops Super League from happening, the next thing is that Foxtel or whatever they were called. I can't remember the name of all the companies now, but, you know, basically the, the pay TV distributor wanted a rugby league channel or wanted a, rugby, wanted a sport, they're probably going to go to rugby. So maybe money gets punked into rugby union, they go professional, and then all of a sudden, instead of a Super League war, it's a rugby war. It's one station, you know, we've got rugby league on, on Optus Vision, we've got rugby union on Foxtel, Foxtel's putting a lot of money into it. Um, they're probably poaching the players and trying to get them to play rugby. So, you know, Ricky Stewart gets poached to go back to Rugby Union. Laurie Daly gets poached to play Rugby Union. Maybe maybe Rugby League loses a lot of its stars. Um, maybe they poach Canberra to go play in the rugby competition. You know, they set up a Super, Super 12, Super 10s, whatever. One of the clubs is Canberra. They're the Raiders. One of the clubs is, you know, maybe the Queensland Reds is is the yeah, the Broncos fold into the Reds. I don't know if that's going to happen. That would be ridiculous. But, you know, maybe there's a, a Broncos version or something. I don't know. if I, I would hate that. If Paramount had signed to that and all of a sudden we were told that Paramount had played Rugby Union, I think there'd be a massive fan revolt. Um, so then I don't think that would happen. I... I I know Fitzgerald didn't like... Actually, he did talk about going to rugby union at some points. He wanted the best deal he could, but there's no way that he's going to be able to get Parramatta to go from being a rugby league side to being a union side. That just wouldn't happen. So, yeah, do we just lose Canberra? And do we lose Canberra from the competition completely, or do they just set up a rugby union side as well as a rugby league side? I, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. Um, but it'd be very interesting. It'd be a completely different thing, and... Obviously, Rugby League Digest would be doing a completely different Super League war. It wouldn't be Super League war. It would be Rugby Wars. Um, I still think that Rugby League would win in the end because look how much strength they would have. They wouldn't have to be... I think less players would be likely to leave to go play Rugby Union. You'd probably have a few players sign and then want to turn their back on it. There'd still probably be court battles. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're kind of... Backed by, you know, Optus, Channel 9, Kerry Packer against rugby, against, you know, rugby union trying to steal players. I ideally think there'd be some compromise. There may be something where they're not allowed to poach players from the rival code. You know, they, they probably get sick of that happening to each other and they'd probably put something in writing saying, you know, that the players can't switch between codes without an approval or something. I don't know. Something like that's going to have to happen. Um, and then that might even feed better because just after that, you know, there's a Rugby World Cup where they get a bit of cash and, and they do poach a couple of top-line 
NRL players, you know, thinking Wendell Sale, which is Geary, uh, Matt Rogers, there's a few others, Andrew Walker is one of them as well. Those players maybe never leave because they're, they're not allowed to, or maybe they are allowed to, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, all right. Um, I've just stopped Super League by doing this, I think. In my mind, I have. Maybe if you disagree with that, you let me know. If you think that they would still have Super League, that a bunch of these clubs would go to Super League and and leave the ARL really, really depleted. Because if you think about it, we had Super League, we ended up with 22 clubs all up. Uh, we had the 20, and then they added two. They had the Hunter Mariners and the, Ad- and the Adelaide Rams. So those clubs aren't going to exist. And obviously we added Melbourne, so we ended up 23 at some point. Um, there's only going to be 16. And so there's 16, and you pull... Canberra and the Broncos out of it, that's 14. Is enough of them going to leave that the NRL is going to be in trouble? Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what happens. Maybe a few of these decide to go. Maybe the South Queensland Panthers go, yeah, okay, we'll come and join Super League if we're allowed to go back to Sydney and be the Panthers in Sydney again. That's a possibility. Um, but they might have, by that point, you know... A, well, they haven't really done anything there yet, have they? In 95, they're not really kind of signed on to it. So maybe that's a possibility too. Um, the Bulldogs, I think, is a possibility. I, I did. I left them out when I was talking before, but I think that there's a definite possibility that they would have wanted to go Super League. But, yeah, okay. I don't see the Bears doing it, but anyway, could have done that. I like Melbourne Bears. I think out of all those ones, I think that one makes a lot of sense. I think that's something that can be definitely... Definitely use like Bears is a great mascot. Melbourne would get behind a, a mascot like that. Um, color scheme's good. You might want to just add a little bit to that color scheme. Maybe add something that's maybe add a dark blue to it or something, just so that it um, kind of doesn't feel like it's like an AFL club. It's got a bit more to it. Uh, and and dark blue is kind of a, a Victoria color. So you know you end up with dark blue, red, and black. Uh, that's that's a definite possibility. Uh, what I might do, if I've got a bit of time this afternoon and maybe before this episode comes out, I might um, see if I can put up a couple of mock jerseys, maybe maybe some logos and things like that and see what this might have ended up as, just as these clubs. Um, yeah, come back to me if you think there's any clubs you think that may have been more inclined to move or you think other, ratio, other ways might have gone forward. I... Like I said, this was very random, but I I would have thought Adelaide Dragons, and I would have thought probably thought that maybe Perth is would end up with someone different. Maybe the Perth Seagulls would have made more sense, but then that kind of leaves where where would the Tigers have gone? Would Auckland would it be the Auckland Tigers maybe? And then the Roosters would have gone somewhere else. Melbourne Roosters, yeah, I don't know. Every time you move someone, it in this it moves another piece. So anyway, there's our. There's our uh, episode. Um, I don't think there's anything more I can say. I've I've single-handedly destroyed Super League, so that's always good from someone who didn't like Super League to start with. Uh, so you can all thank me for that. So this type of thing we're living in is a little bit of problems, obviously still because of pay TV. There's some money thrown around. The The quality of Rugby League gets, in, gets improved because there's a lot more money been put in it. Uh, the Broncos probably come back and say, look, we're sorry. You're doing what you need to do, but we, you know, maybe their protest is is not on deaf ears. 
and uh, you know maybe Canberra doesn't decide to go to this to the rugby to the Super Tens. They maybe they stay, maybe they maybe they go, and then you know we don't have a team in Canberra. That's fine. Um, not great for our Canberra Raiders um, listeners, but you know maybe maybe there is a a way back for them eventually, or maybe another Canberra side and the NRL is, is formed. But yeah, I'd I'd love to see what happens with this over 10 years. So I'm saying 10 years from 95 to 2005. So by the time the West Tigers are winning a premiership, they're not the West Tigers anymore. We've got we've still got the Western Suburbs Magpies and we've got the Adelaide Tigers. Is on Western Suburbs, I'm pretty sure Benji Marshall came from that area. So maybe Western Suburbs are winning the title in 2005. Um, you know, that, that makes sense. Like there's a lot of the... West Tigers guys were from Western Suburbs rather than from the Balmain kind of area. But, you know, the few of them end up in the Adelaide side. Maybe those two play in the finals in 2005. Never know. Uh, yeah, okay. I There's a lot of what-ifs and maybes here that I don't know where else to go with this one. But uh, if anyone else has got any ideas, I'm happy to put a little extension on the end of this and we can have more of a discussion. Like I said last time, I'm... I'm more than willing to have a chat to anyone who wants to come on if they want to think of another topic or they even want to expand on topics we've done. Like I said, if you want to give your opinions, I'll have a mailbag episode if you want to want to do that. Um, I've got to get actual opinions, so I've got to get people actually sending me stuff, so don't be shy. Send me something. If you have an opinion um, and there's enough opinion there for us to talk about it, that's great. If it's just enough different people saying yes or no or hey, did you think about doing this? Or maybe if this ratio was different, you'd end up with, I don't know, the Townsville Rabbitohs or something. Um, yeah, okay. So, like I said, at HypotheticRL on Twitter or HypotheticRL at gmail.com. Hit me up, let me know, and I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.